stay fresh and grow. Um, there was a guy under the name Peter Rogers, always, always coming there, buy a tea and like a tilapia, some peanuts, stuff like that. He asked me if uh, if I if I made music and if I rap. Uh, and I was like, no. And he was like, well, you know, got the image for it. Look, look cool. Well, that of course was Takashi Six Nine, the lovely voice on this brilliant. track. Genius was, artist. Yes, very brilliant. Beetle. So I used to like sell tilapia at this store, and this guy said, "Do you want to be a rapper?" I said, "Would you like some tilapia, sir?" <laughs> I, I I just want to say. Uh, and they, they, it wasn't authorized to release the video, but I did. He was sentenced today to uh, two years in jail. Time served, accounted for, so he'll most likely be out at the end of 2020, um, they say. But this is Takashi 69 who I still want to know. Clear this up for me, Michael. How can he use the N-word and he's not black at all. And he uses it in every song. And and the people in his videos don't seem to care, the black guys with him. Is it is that, a, is that acceptable? Well, you can get away with that if you Among the back. Puerto Rican co- community, they always say it all the time. He's Mexican. Right. And usually black people are mean to Mexicans. So, um, and there's not too many Mexican rappers. No. I don't know. I can't think of any except I mean, for he, he gave He grew up on the street, I guess, and... You know, he's, he's, he's from Bushwick, which uh, which my folks left in the early 60s, in a thing they called the White Flight. Now it's hipster town. But he he was <laughs> born in a time where uh, the hipster hadn't evolved yet. And um, that was a glorious time. Yes. Anyway, I think that. Uh, I don't know. I think he probably just tried to blend in. With the you know majority, which yeah, probably, probably don't question him. So he was but, he was looking at forty years minimum mandatory for those felony charges, which included racketeering. But we all knew uh, that wasn't going to happen. Of course, he snitched. Um, he sang like a canary, <laughs> and he uh, he of course now is only sentenced for two years, which the judge said thirteen months, which he's already spent in prison as time served. What does that look like in prison for him? Is he in protective custody? Uh, he's not in federal in a federal lockup, is he? Where is he locked up, actually? I don't even know the kid's real name, so I can't even look him up on the His DOJ. Oh, that's pretty interesting. His name's Daniel Hernandez. I'm sure there's not a lot of those last names. <laughs> right, Daniel Hernandez. Um, Daniel Hernandez, deceased Daniel Hernandez, released 1974. Daniel Hernandez in custody at the age of 88, I'm sure. Daniel, uh, he doesn't really say. He was being held um, in a jail in Manhattan. Okay, he's probably then he's probably in MCC. Is that Manhattan Correctional? Same as Epstein. Yes, I think that. Well, I'm not sure of the name, but that's probably it because it says here it was in Manhattan. what what is that? What do you think he'll be? Uh, what kind of conditions will he they be in? Like probably they can't let him be in. Yeah, they had to put him in some kind of protective custody. I mean, there's so many different uh, tiers in that facility. I mean, I've never been in it, but um, not yet. Not until your oily dealings are all found out. I don't have any <laughs> oily dealings. Oily dealings. So I think he's just probably in a protective custody for other people that are going to be entering WITSEC, which he, I don't really think he could do, given his his face and rainbow hair. and yeah, uh, the tattoos. Yeah, I, I don't know how that kid could really go into hiding unless he just, I don't know, moved to some tribal <laughs> community. Hey, are you, are you six nine with the t- with the six nine tattoo on your face? No, no, I'm nine six. Oh, okay, well, that clears it up. So I get it. Don't worry. I, I, I get that a lot. Uh, would you like some tilapia? You want to hear another clip from that, or did you have enough? No, let's hear another one. Okay, so this was leaked, uh, listeners. This is leaked audio um, 
uh, audio an audio clip from the six nine trial. Uh, how does that work? Are you not allowed cameras in courtrooms, or is it up to the judge? Well, if it's televised, the press. Well, I don't think this was at all. This sounds like somebody got a, a sneaky it, it, device in through some oily dealings to get into the courtroom it, because this it, wasn't it, like the OJ trial or anything. Yeah, but, it was leaked through some oily dealings. But yeah, you have to get a press pass for that. I mean, that's got to get court approval. All right, so this is uh, uh, it's putting me through an ad right now, but this is going to be another clip from 6 Nine's trial. Um, and I'll play a little bit of that right now. Um, where the youth acts in like a bailiff, judge, jury, youth advocate, community advocate type of thing. I did that about for two months. Um, uh, Mr. Hernandez, I'm going to cut you off. I think you are uh, speaking so close to the mic that you're blurring some of your words. Maybe Thank you. Keep your voice up and keep speaking slowly. Thank you. Uh, so I did that for about a year. Um, I didn't make a lot of money doing that, so I started working with my brother. Uh, busting tables. I did that for about a year and a half. He's and handsome. I did a job at a grocery store named State Fresh and Grill where I worked as a delivery boy. I did that. He's focusing a lot on his teenage work. Yeah, what, what is this? Uh, Mr. Hernandez, if I could cut you off there, would you uh, mind taking out the vampire teeth grill? <laughs> Directing your attention to September 2017, did there come a time when you filmed a music video in Brooklyn? Yes, sir. Where in Brooklyn? Uh, Bethlehem, Stuyvesant, uh, Brooklyn, uh, on Madison between uh, Tompkins Avenue and True. Do you remember the address? I believe I want to say it's 370 Madison. 370? 370. <laughs> what kind of neighborhood is that? Bed-Stuy, 370 Madison. Bed-Stuy, do or die. It's just like all the the rest of Brooklyn hipster town now. Oh, gosh. What would you rather have? The people like 6ix9ine's running around or hipsters? More hip- I say I'd rather have a 6ix9ine. Uh, I, one six nine for yeah. thirty hipsters. I would take. Yeah. I wouldn't take a million six nines because that's dangerous. Yeah. But if you had one little menace running around and less hipsters, it might be a good trade off because it keeps them out. I would agree. Yeah. Um. I, I think that, and I've said this before. I think sometimes what Bushwick needs is a good crime wave again to flush him out. I've said that numerous times. Well, you know, that, we all we all want a better neighborhood, a cleaner neighborhood, but just with not weird people. Well, if dead girls keep showing up murdered, then maybe you're going to get your wish. My wife says we need a good crime wave around here. Yeah, the yuppies are moving in. <laughs> Dave Boyle. When did we talk get to Dave Boyle? We just got there. Yeah, Dave Boyle. Last time I saw Dave Boyle, he was 25 years ago. He was getting in that car. In that car. Is that mean you're going to send Celeste Brown 500 a month? Your, your, daddy's, your daddy's the king. Their daddy's the king. That's why he had to do it. Okay. All right, Laura Linney. All right. Remember that last scene in Mystic River? Yeah. I killed Dave Boyle. Their father's a king, and a king does what he – okay. All right. Um, t- tell me the Rico – okay, so the Rico situation. This evolved from Giuliani, Giuliani in the uh, 80s with the mob. Is this why this was concocted? Yeah, it was. I, I don't understand. I don't know this, but I don't know this case too well with the Hernandez kid. I don't understand uh, how he's in on a racketeering. It was just drug dealing, right? That's what what they nailed him on. But there were victim involved that got shot, and he was somehow indirectly a part of it. Or am I totally off? Well, from what I read, it's the he was involved in the Tray Nine Bloods, right. um, considered. Like an organized crime oh, criminal yeah, okay. gang. So I, I get it now. All right. So so that's why. But yeah, somebody was shot. Apparently, they didn't die, but they were shot. And then he was caught like with fentanyl, selling drugs and heroin and okay and all this stuff. Um, so it's surprised that kid's not dead. To be honest with you. Case. Well, he starts to survive in prison. What is he like? Five, six, one hundred forty pounds. Oh yeah, he's a little dude. Uh. So anyway, getting on to the Rico thing, I guess 
uh, it would fall under RICO because you're, you're talking about drug trafficking, and that's the new RICO. It's not like the Bloods are infiltrating the labor unions and, you know, shaking down storefronts. No, right. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not. The... They are involved in uh, murder for hire now for uh, the five families. There was a case. They not... talked about that. Yeah, there's a case. It was, a little, it was last year, early last year, like August of 18, I think. And there was a there was a banana soldier, I guess. It was maybe I don't think it was a captain. Who? <laughs> and uh, his name was <laughs> Sylvester Zodal. He was a Sylvester Zodal. He had a son named Sal Zodala. and the two of them got shot. But Sylvester, the father, died, and both of them were gunned down by Bloods. The kicker, the twist in the story was months into the investigation, uh, the NYPD uh, mob squad, if you will. Yeah. They start digging up text messages from uh, this guy in the Bloods who did the job, who did the hit, and they're, they're tracing it back to his other son, Anthony Zodal, I don't know what his name was. The son hired the Bloods to whack his father and brother. Oh, shit. <laughs> and uh, so anyway. The, well, yeah, I'm reading that now. Wow. Yeah, the, the son got shot outside of his house. And initially they thought that it was all over um, slot machines. And the Bloods were trying to encroach on the Banano territory. And they figure, well, the Bloods are stronger than the the bananas right now because you know the mob is dead and all that but that wasn't the case at all but that was the original headline what really was going on is this guy just hired gangland killers to take out his his actual family uh and i don't think it had anything to do with slot machines i think he just wanted to take over all their industry or whatever it was i don't know what his motive was but so he's crazy he hires a guy who to gun down his father at a mcdonald's drive-through yeah it's it says here you're, you're absolutely right it happened in the throgs neck neighborhood in, in the bronx yeah and he was ambushed yeah, um, he lived out by uh layton avenue which is or uh yeah layton avenue where they shot um summer of sam that was his oh, name shit no blacks, no Jews, no gays. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, that's inc- that's in- that's insane. That's so crazy. anyway, getting yeah. back to this kid who really has nothing to do with anything like that. No, but that's that, a good. That, uh, that's that's another. That's the connection, I guess, to to the RICO statutes. The blood's getting in on organized crime right now. It's not just about being a part of gangs and you know blood crip wars uh, and death row records. Yeah. But, right. Uh, the problem with the RICO, as I've always said, is I've never... It's the one thing that Giuliani put together that I've always been critical of. I personally don't believe that anybody should uh, just be given the same sentence for being associated with an organization as the actual perp who committed the crime. And that's just a small part of RICO. But the, the thing about the RICO cases is... They're designed to put the government um, as, uh, how do I say it? It's the government being more feared. The most feared element now is the government with the RICO statute. So that... The Racketeer uh, Influence and Corrupt Organizations Act. So that really motivates criminals to side with the government and cooperate because the governments put themselves in a position where they're unbeatable oh. and they can make anything stick. However, they can cut you a deal and say, hey, we're going to give you a little slap on the wrist. We're going to tell you that uh, we'll, we'll give you two years, two to five years, but you won't really spend it all in a jail cell and, and we'll give you a, a, a good setup when you're in the joint. Uh, but most of your time is going to be spent in a courtroom and you're going to be uh, ratting out. You're going to be taking a stand and ratting out people uh, that we're going to be rounding up over the next couple of years, which is basically what Gravano did. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like their way of shredding up the Constitution, and this whole thing stinks. And a little rant addressing named Rico isn't going to make it any better. <laughs> um, but that's yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. And uh, I guess because he was uh, affiliated with the um, Crips and Bloods uh, gangs and whatnot, that fell under the Rico statute here. Um, he pled guilty on nine charges. He was sentenced um, today to two years. And it looks like uh, the prosecution gave him a lot of credit for helping them. And that really helped with the judge. Um, two people did come in the... What was that? That's what they do, though. You get the, uh, the district attorney looks for the most... A prominent guy in the organization that they can stick the charges to. And then they find somebody below. And in this case, you know, they, they found uh, a YouTube sensation that right. they probably knew they could get their claws into. They yeah. Probably think, Look, this kid doesn't want to spend the rest of his life in jail. You know, we can get him to flip because he's got a promise. Yeah. He's young still and he's got a promising career. And, uh, you know, we can save what's left of his life because when he gets out, he has no choice but to go into uh, his shitty music with a face and a hairdo like that. Right. Um, what can you do? What else is he going to do? Yeah. He can't get it. He's a he's got a criminal background now. Right. I mean, let's just say devil's advocate. He just wanted to go straight and do something. No, like he can't. I mean, his but options because, are very limited. But because he's going to be in, uh, in the protection, I doubt you'll find him. Uh, anywhere on the DOJ website of uh, inmate lookup because they're probably going to seal his record. Oh, good call. I wonder, can he can he even stay in New York after this? I mean, I know it's a big city and he can get protection, oh, yeah. but like um, for his safety and things, I mean, he's got to have like a big target on his head for, for screwing all these guys. But I don't know. I don't know how big these guys are with their reaches for people like that. Yeah. Also, uh, two people came into the courtroom today and spoke against leniency. One was the victim that was shot. Saw that. Yeah. And then another was a guy. I guess he wrote wrote in a letter that said he was a victim, too. Um, 6 9 started to tear up when well, speaking because his father was there, he said. Uh, and he didn't see his father since he was in third grade. Um, Wait, but his father? So, yeah, six nine's father appeared. No, his the father was killed. No, apparently he's very much alive. Oh, he his father. He the thing with that kid is he watched his father get gunned down in front of him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. You check the source. Um, six nine's biological father. Can't, by the way, have you seen this? His biological father. I want to have a look. He's uh He's as white as a maple. Is he a white Mexican like the one I married? Uh, could be, but I'm not trying, to, I'm not trying to play the racial what they look like car, but the guy looks like he's more German-Irish than, than anything. His biological father, okay. Yeah, biological father. He's got white hair, glasses. He looks like... Uh, this is so ridiculous. When I oh yeah, you're right. The Kashi six nine dad missing for more than twelve years shows up at the sentencing. Uh, yeah, Daniel Hernandez. His father is also Daniel Hernandez. So now he looks like uh, a white Latino, possibly Puerto Rican. I think I so. Anyway, I think so. That but is important. But no, it is. it's good. It's a good background. I think. He was going to cry anyway because he's a little bitch. But um, they were taking bets on some website today, and the odds were like 90 to 10 or something that he would start crying. People were actually placing money. You know, it's yeah, I saw that on TMZ. There's a great DJ premiere track uh, by Gangstar. It's probably 20 years old now where uh, it's just the best line, I think, in the history of hip-hop. I mean, real good underground hip-hop by DJ Primo. And Gangstar says, y'all niggas talk crime, but you're scared of jail. <laughs> Case in point. Isn't that true? And uh, you know what's really pathetic is when I Google Takashi 69 I get 
under the people also search for little pump triple red triple x tentacion or i know died yeah and this kid little peep i think he's dead like he's dead like, too is he dead okay well uh they all look the same they're yeah. all tiny punk kids with either uh face colored, tats yeah face tats and colored dreads and you know the grills in the mouth so this is the new thing yeah they all look like scarecrows yeah punk rap they all look like scarecrows oh god so trashy facial tats yeah he did though you're right facial tats when might be all fun and games when you're like 22 but like five years when you're out of the game because these guys aren't gonna they don't have you know longevity they're not going to be lasting musical okay. artists. They're just, you know, flash in the pan, SoundCloud guys. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the news with Takashi Six Nine. He was sentenced to two years uh, after that trial, and it's not like I don't think he has a lot of staying power. It's not like, you know, Bono of U two was locked up where you know he right. got this legacy. The guy was like a, a glorified YouTube star. Right. He just happened to do a couple of. Um, duets, for lack of a better term, right? Party B or Nicki, I think Nicki Minaj, who I love Nicki, I don't know why she would waste yeah, any yeah. airplay on a tool like that. I was pretty shocked at that one, too. Uh, speaking of uh, celebs, Diddy just had his 50th birthday party in, in his uh, Holmby Hills mansion. Holmby Hills is where Michael Jackson died, too. Like, I guess Diddy has a mansion there, right? Uh, which makes sense. Out. I'm sure he. I'm sure he has multiple homes. I know he has one in Miami. I think. I think New York, um, the one you're talking about, is like his main hub. Yeah. But I guess for like movies and music, he probably has one here. But he had this. Uh, the the guy still. The guy's been relevant in music in like 20 years, but he still makes so much money through his business deals. Right. His party list included Kanye West, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jay Z, uh, the Kardashians, um, Pharrell. Uh, he basically had like a hundred celebrities at this place. Um, but the funny moment was little Kim. Did you hear this video? She sang, uh, the, the song, the Benjamin song from Diddy's right. first album. She sang that to the crowd and like people weren't really getting into it. She was trying to be like, Hey, it's oh 1997. And then at one point I can play a clip if you want. At one yeah, point she's on. like, uh, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And you don't hear anything because people are just like, it's like no, but we hear you. All about the Benjamins is the song. I remember that one. That just goes to show you that 90s hip hop is so dead. Yeah. But, Even but among did its he own still... generation. Yeah, I know. But did he still, like you said, you, you, you quoted him at one time a couple years back. You said, did he? They asked him why he has all these parties. He goes, I just like to see people have a good time. And apparently that's true because the, the, the booze was flowing and it was just like, you know, anything you want, he just had at this party just to celebrate his birthday. It just doesn't seem like he wants to be a celebrity anymore, though. He just wants to entertain celebrities. Yeah, he just wants to, it's, like, sit back and... It has nothing to do with the music industry. Well, I shouldn't say that. He produces, but he has nothing to do with performing anymore. He doesn't even do movies. No, he just kind of... He just, you know, puts out clothing lines... Looks for talent, I guess. I, I got the clip. This is little Kim performing at Diddy's birthday. And she's been out of jail now for a couple of years, right? I think so. What was she in for? I think racketeering. <laughs> Oily dealings. I think it was uh Oily dealings. It's something with tax fraud, but I don't remember. I, that's probably right. Probably ran out of money. It was Here, here's a clip. She went, say what? And she put her ears out, and you don't hear anybody like singing the lyrics. They're like, what the fuck is this song? Try to get some love for me. But yeah, Kanye West was there. I just think it's funny DiCaprio was there. Yeah, like, they I all just... went to the white parties that he used to host back in the Hamptons. Um, it was DiCaprio. It was the Sex and the City girls. You know, he, the white parties for white society. Um, yeah, right. I, I, I guess they just, over time, I don't know, yeah. kept in touch with them. 
I guess the Ciroc vodka. Is that what he does? The Ciroc? That's his his I, company. I don't know. I, I probably. What's funny is these rappers that do these uh these 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 uh, liquor lines like Fifty Cent has the uh yeah. the cognac and the um champagne, and Floyd May- Mayweather tweeted out like it tastes like shampoo, and the the cognac is like gasoline. Like what are you doing? <laughs> um, apparently it's like disgusting. Uh, but I guess I guess it does well. I don't know. Um, I wanted to, by the way, tweet us at the underscore podcastle. You're listening to the podcastle. Did you see the trailer for the second trailer for the new Top Gun? I haven't seen the second one yet. I'm really looking forward to it, though. It's pretty good. They kind of give more of a background. Um, I don't know. Do you want to hear a clip? Have I been playing too many clips? I play one more clip to get everybody entertained for the summer. It's pretty good. And they give you kind of more of a background on the film. Um, what do you think of Tom Cruise? How does Tom Cruise look in this? He still looks good for being 57. I, I wouldn't mind looking like that at that age. I, I mean, really. Uh, here's to- here's a second trailer from Top Gun Maverick. instructor is one of the finest pilots this program has ever produced. Oil it, dear. His exploits are legendary. Wow. What he has to teach you may very well mean the difference between life and death. Like I'm on the tarmac. Yeah, and by the way, uh, I'll play one more quick second of this. It's They give you a little bit of uh, insight here. By the way, the guy that plays Goose's son looks just like him, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards? Young Anthony Edwards, yeah. I won't, I won't bore the listeners. I, I got to find the, the that part. But, um, yeah, he looks just like him. And uh, it's going to be good. I think, I'm really excited for it. It comes out in June 2020. I'm looking forward to that one. I'm going to see it. I might even be, stand online. Um. I, oh, I wanted to ask you this before I forget. You traveled to, uh, you had some autodidics <laughs> in Phoenix, which I think is like such a cool city. I, for some reason, I, I, I want to go there. It's like, uh, there's a lot yeah. of stuff going on there. But you were there and you ate at the restaurant that was owned, speaking of Rico and everything, owned by Sammy Gravano, Sammy the Bull. I did. Uh, and perfect weather down there. I mean, um, it was probably 70 degrees all week long, not a cloud in the sky. It's not a big town. Oh, nice. But, and it's clean. You know, you get, like in most cities, you have all these bums everywhere. They have a few bums. Yeah, L.A. Phoenix. It's filthy. <laughs> right. It's broke. Every city's got bums. There's no such thing as a perfectly clean city. But for all intents and purposes, this is the closest thing you're going to get to a, a, a major city that's clean. Um but there's so much to say about it. It was actually my first time in Arizona. I'd never been before. Oh, really? And it was the last state in the Southwest that I hadn't been to. Huh. So, yeah. Um, and I can get to the story about the restaurant in a minute. Oh, that's a nice city. You've been that. to New Mexico then before? I have, yeah. Pretty cool. Um, anyway. But uh, I, I we were talking about this, a couple of people on the uh, who also accompanied me on the trip. We were talking about somehow uh, racism, and uh, I don't know how the subject came up, but one of the things I said was, you know, I hear that the most racist state in America, we're in it, and, you know. Oh, yeah. Guy says to me, what? No, Arizona. Yeah, apparently it's notorious for it. I remember the Waynes brothers uh, made a a really funny sketch about it with the, the brothers' brothers, Tom and Tom. And Borat did throw the Jew down the well in the bar in Arizona. Oh, yeah. Sheriff Joe. And, uh, and Sheriff Joe, uh, the, the scandal there. So 
I had to ask. And uh, I asked a guy at this restaurant. It happened to be the restaurant Uncle Sal's. And uh, Uncle Sal's was formerly owned by a guy named Sal. But he's not the Uncle Sal. Uh, But I asked this guy at the bar. I said, hey, you know, uh, I don't want to come off as offensive. I'm just a tourist here. But is it true? I mean, is this place really racist? And, you know, he didn't hold anything back. He said, yeah, well, take a look around. (laughs) You see any white faces? I'm sorry, do you see any black faces? Excuse me. Yeah. I looked around and I said, whoa. Yes, he won. And when I was in Phoenix, other than maybe two bums that I saw. Really? No black faces. Really? It's just not black. And then I was talking to the cab driver who was taking me to Uncle Sal's. And uh, I mentioned how clean it was. And he goes, yeah, you know, well, this is a really Republican city. It's a Republican state. And we just don't put up with that shit. Uh, and he was a guy. So back to uh, what you were asking me initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to uh, go out to dinner uh, and try this place because it's reasonably famous. Notorious, if you want to say that, because, I mean, it's not really notorious. I mean, it's it's been around for probably 30 years, owned in part by, uh, you know, an honest working family. It just happens to be that. Uh, when the witness protection, I'm sorry, when the FBI put Sammy Gravano in the witness protection program, somehow he got a piece of the action of this place, and maybe they thought it would be cool, uh, the owners, to um, give it to a guy who I think went by the name of Jimmy Moran or something like that, but everybody knew who he really was. Yeah. But then Jimmy Moran. after he was indicted on the ecstasy, I heard, uh, he it was just bringing too much heat, so they they had to buy him out. That's what I heard. I heard that from the cab driver. Now, oh, that makes sense. It was also, I think, I want to say like over the summer, somewhere around that area, Harvey Weinstein was seen eating there before he was to go, appear in court. Oh, <laughs> he, really? I guess he Weinstein. A, that's funny. Yeah. Well, they say there's a lot of hot. Oh cum- yeah, he was there for that's, rehab, I think. Probably. Yeah. Like the sex rehab in Arizona where they go to... Uh, yeah, but like, apparently uh, there's some really hot skirt to chase in uh-huh. Scottsdale. Scottsdale is is where the University of uh, Arizona is. There and, you go. And the, they, the cab driver told me these girls are so fucking hot there. Wow. I didn't have time to look. But there was one really pretty girl at the bar. And uh, she was there with no one. She was just there looking... For, it was as if she was uh, waiting for somebody to... Come talk to her. Come talk to her. Buy a drink. drink. But, uh, yeah, so well, yeah. I, I'm coming out of my hotel, getting the Uber. I get in the Uber, and the Uber driver goes, oh, Uncle Sal's. I said, yeah. He goes, isn't that the place that Sammy the Bull Gravano owned? I'm like, I don't know. And uh, I changed the subject, and I'm talking about the weather. And, you know, up, in the, up north, we don't... Uh, we don't have this weather until May, and it's gone by the end of September. I goes, oh, yeah, what are you from the city? I said, hmm, I wonder what city he's talking about. Should I just say yes? So I said, yeah. Right. And he's like, yeah, I'm from Staten Island. Oh, okay, yeah, I lived on Staten Island, which, you know, leads into we're talking about New York. Oh, no, really? But the guy wasn't, like, just uh, off the plane from Staten Island. I said, you know, have you been living here in a long time? He said, oh, yeah, since high school. I said, okay, well, that's different. Because he was an older guy. For some uh, reason, you always I always get that, too. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, I, I grew up in, in Pennsylvania. I'd be like, oh, have you been there recently? No, it's been like 40 years. And I'm like, right. oh, okay. That's not the that same. It happens a lot, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not the same. And uh, he had told me that he had known the McCains really well. So obviously, he had really invested a lot of time in Arizona. Oh, yeah. Uh, but a lot of Northeasterners moved to Arizona. It's like the other Florida. Florida for, for if you don't want the humidity, <laughs> right? If you don't want if you don't want people of color, Arizona. I mean so, the humidity. So while, while we're driving, I knew this question was coming. He goes, "So you're from Staten Island?" I said, "Well, no, I lived on Staten Island." I told him, "Yeah, you know, I lived uh, not too far from Toad Hill." And, but anyway, he goes, "So you're from Staten Island, and you've never heard of Sammy Gravano?" I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think he had a house by me, and I wish he did. 
But I just didn't want to talk yeah. about that. I just I wasn't in the mood to get into that kind of a conversation. So I changed the subject again. And then I right. brought you don't want to be in an interview. Right. And then I brought up right. Harvey Weinstein. Um you know, uh and he goes, Oh yeah, yeah, I think he uh he he was he was eating there right before he went to court or something. That's right. Yeah, I remember that being all over the news. Anyway, I was enjoying talking to the guy. I wanted to hear more about Arizona and not, you know, New York where I'm from. Right. Um one in Rome. Right. So I, I started asking him a lot of questions and he was obliged to tell me, yeah, I know the McCain's well. Um you know, obviously he was a a staunch Republican. Uh, yeah, but Arizona's very and, big. Yeah, and, and I wanted to know what uh, what is it about this area that attracts so many Republicans and uh, what do you think about the comments against your uh, hometown hero, John McCain? You know, uh, I wanted to hear from Arizona people, especially a guy who knew the McCain family. He said, yeah, I met John several times. Um. And, yeah, we had a nice conversation. Then he drops me off at the restaurant. And I said, hey, man, thanks a lot. Um, uh, hopefully you'll be around and maybe you can take me home and I can tell you if I spot Sammy Gravano for you. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to, yeah. But he was, he, he wanted to get more into like Arizona and the background and stuff and like what's going yeah. on. I mean, I did want to see Gravano's old place. I, that, that was a bit, but I didn't want to talk about that. Right. Uh, I just know the reason uh, I was interested was because um, right after he got out of jail back in 2017, that was the first picture that they that the public got of him. He was at that restaurant. I could I was sitting across the bar and the table looked like the picture. It looked like the table he was sitting at. It's a nice restaurant. That's pretty cool. Like I thought he owned a, you know, small pizza shop or something like that just to kind of have a front. uh, Right. But this is like a nice joint. Yeah, it's a nice place. But he told me that the cab driver did say uh, he doesn't own it anymore. And he told me the reason why was because, you know, there was so much heat after the ecstasy ring in 2000 that, uh, you know, they bought him out. But I guess he still shows up there from time to time. Decent food. I liked it. I wasn't blown away. But, you know, for Arizona standards, it was pretty good. I had the veal south and boca. Oh, nice. I've had better. But oh, yeah. Good. When it, and for I met, Arizona standards, it's probably right. okay. And I met great people. There was a guy next to me and his buddy, and they were having dinner because he was back in town. He was living in Seattle or something. And, um, you know, just really friendly people. That's one of the things I, I learned about Arizona, and I told some of the locals, hey, you guys are really, really friendly here. Thank you. That's that. nice. That's uh, what you want to hear. Yeah, that's, I can see nice why. Too. I can see why people move down there. I don't think I could. I'm not a desert kind of guy. Not too hot. Uh, yeah, I, I just I, I couldn't be in the desert all year round, but I could see why people would make that move to get away from the riffraff. That's the place to go. Nice you know? place. Um, and, it's a nice joint, too. If you're uh, if you're you're set up pretty nice there, I think the property you can get some you get a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah, it took a real beating in the 2008 crash and you could buy a house. You know, for like fifty thousand bucks. Oil and dealings. There's some oil and dealings. <laughs> so anyway, I never saw Sammy Gravano, uh, but I noticed looking around as I walk into the restaurant. I just you know make my way to the bar and I start looking at all these photographs on the wall. And you, you remember "Do the Right Thing" with the late Danny Aiello just passed away. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, that was just on the other night actually. Yeah, and all the pictures of Sinatra and Dean Martin and, you know, Perry Como, etc. Entertainers, Jerry Val. Well, this restaurant had, I'm looking around, Joe Masseria, <laughs> picture of uh, Albert Anastasia. Oh, my God. They just Googled everybody. Yeah, all these black and white pictures. And then I see one. It's the cover of Time magazine with Big John on it. And I said, okay, I don't think Gravano still owns this no. place after seeing that. Yeah, no. That's, that's, so this place is a, was affiliated. It was owned by Gravano. And it's an Italian restaurant. But all these pictures on the wall, I mean, we know Gotti and the, the, the Anastasia is not affiliated. But were any of these celebrities affiliated with it? Or are they just doing, like, Italian entertainment? Or Italian subculture. I guess they theme. figured. Yeah, I think it was the 
the theme. Like they weren't pictures of these guys. They knew with people. Like the autograph or something. Yeah. No, they knew that tourists were probably going to come in. Yeah, it wasn't like the headshots with the. Okay. Sal, thanks all right. for a great meal. You know. All right. That's this what was, I was all. No, these were regular prints of, um, of guys who just happened to be um, famous gangsters. You know, Angelo Bruno had a big picture in there. Uh, That's pretty cool. There was one of Hoffa. It was the cover of Time magazine, the, the big from 1957. Biggest threat against American industry: Hoffa's Teamsters. So it was obviously very mob themed. Yeah, but Goodfellas, I'm sure, guess, was in there. Yeah, I guess that's just because they know tourists are going to be coming for yeah. that reason because word got out. Um, but no, I don't believe that. Sandy are they Rivera. cleaning up there? I mean, uh, was it like booming, or is is the place like cleaning up with the tourism? Is it's it like a tr- tourist trap kind of place? I don't think it was. I mean, it's it's in a shopping center next to like a bank. It's you know, it's not yeah. like it's in downtown Phoenix. It's Scottsdale. It's which was about a, I don't know. What, it's not like it's the Marcus Red Fox or something. It's <laughs> it was about a ten mile drive outside of Phoenix in Scottsdale, which is a college town. Yeah. And um, it gets mostly locals, but they know that some tourists are going to find their way out there because all you got to do is look the place up. Um, yeah, I would go out there if I was in Phoenix and I had some time to kill. But uh, no, no, no sightings of the bull. I looked. Where at. now after his ecstasy ring? It was what, like two thousand or something. So yeah, they had to buy him out. Wonder... That's what the driver told me, which made sense to me. I mean, when you're in prison. When you're in federal lockup, which he was uh, simultaneously, he was in state lockup and federal running huh. concurrently, you're not allowed to um, run a business. Now, his wife, his ex-wife, I know, probably um, had some Zinner. hand in running it, managing it or whatever, co-managing it. But um, That's why it's like in probably, her name and stuff sometimes. But he does hang out there still. Does he still live in that area then? believe so yeah. yeah yeah it'd be nice if you saw him maybe maybe you did see him you didn't reckon you would recognize him right? i would recognize him recognize he's a little him. guy isn't he isn't he a little yeah, guy he's bald he's got the tattoos all over him now prison tats uh i'd, I'd recognize him and i would know his voice what was the price the price range oh, not like, that the bad field? you know it was uh probably were... 22 dollar meal maybe something like oh, okay. that which in New York not probably cost me about 30 bucks it wasn't oh, yeah. Great, but it wasn't bad, you know. Yeah, no, that's good. What was the? Uh, where did you stay when you were there? Like in Phoenix City limits? Yeah, at a, at a great hotel. It was a um, a residence Marriott uh, downtown. Nice, uh, really nice yeah. hotel. I saw the pictures on the gram. Looked pretty nice. Yeah, it was a, again small, walkable city. You don't need a car to get around the city of Phoenix. It's again, it's small. Um, yeah. It's funny, a bunch of guys who I was with, they went to a Phoenix Suns game. They were playing the Wizards, and uh, oh, <laughs> they yeah. said it was like $5 tickets. I wasn't interested in going. The um, the, report, the report after was, it was so boring. I'm like, okay, I'm glad I went to Uncle Sal's instead. Oh, yeah. So it was so boring. So boring. You know what another city like that is? I mean, not culturally or geographically the landscape but sacramento is a really mm. nice city it's a small walkable town everyone's friendly you don't feel like you're in california you feel like you're uh somewhere in like new england or the east coast it's got like old uh streets with like railroads um there's a ferry by the the river there's like it's cool not, restaurants it's it's like very nice step because there's no human shit like in san francisco not at all. You think you're is, you think you're in this like um, old kind of colonial town. It's real, really interesting. And the capital's right there. It's beautiful grounds. Um, it's one of those like nice cities. And then you get to the Sacramento Kings Stadium, and it's literally it's outside the city. It's literally the smallest professional sports venue in America. It looks like a high school gym. You're like the, the Kings play, professional basketball team plays here. Wow. Yeah, it's like the size of like you know a high school stadium or something. It's it's small, um, but that's nice to hear about Phoenix, though. 
That's one spot on my list. I do want to go there. I've been Very there once. Worth it. And there's other places I would like to see in Arizona. Um, I want to see Tombstone, which unfortunately was too far. There were some people who stayed. I had, to, I had to come back on Friday. Tombstone. But some people stayed. And they went to the Grand Canyon. And I would have liked to have done that. But I didn't want to be pressed for time and then have to come back yeah. home. And yeah. you know, I've seen the Grand Canyon from the airport. Yeah, that is the last state in the Southwest. I finally crossed off my list. You did That's it. Actually, now, 37 out of the 50 states that I've been to, I've just got 13 left. And I can cover. tell you where, I can probably tell you where you haven't been. North Dakota? Nope, haven't been. S- South Dakota? Have not. Idaho? Nope. Alaska? Nope. Oregon? Nope. I know you've been to Washington State. No, I haven't. Really? It's supposed to go. Uh, this past year, it didn't happen. You haven't been to Iowa? Nope. You have not been to Minnesota. Nope. You have not been to Nebraska. Nope. Uh, you have not been to Utah. Never. Uh, you have not been to New York. <laughs> it's a big fraud. He's never been. Uh, you've never been to Alabama. Yes, I have. Okay. Mississippi. Yes. All right. I'm striking out now. You have not, never been to. Uh, uh, you have not been to Montana. I said Montana. No, no not been to Montana. Okay. Did not okay. So, you have not so been to Wyoming. Have not been to Wyoming. There's two more. Uh, you certainly have never ventured outside of your comfort zone and went to the great state of uh, Indiana. I have been to Indiana. Oh. And you've not been to. Uh, Kansas. I have been to Kansas. I figured you would. You were right there in Arkansas. No, uh, I was there. Uh, I was there two years ago for a couple of weeks. I had to be in Kansas City. I know you've been to Wisconsin. I know you've been to Michigan. Uh, oh, you've you've probably never been to uh, New Hampshire. <laughs> I have been to the entire East Coast. Huh. Oh, you? Yeah, I said Alaska. Correct. I have not been there. Okay. The other, only ones left that you have not, Michael Scardi has not been to, would have to be he said Idaho, he said Utah, Oregon. Now you've been to all the East Coast. You just said that. Not, so yeah. so uh, I guess it would be, uh, I said Idaho, Montana. I, maybe, I, maybe I guessed them all. South yeah. Dakota, North Dakota, Nebraska. It's, it's, yeah, it's basically the... Yeah, a couple of states in the plains. I haven't been to Iowa. I haven't been in Nebraska. Um, it's basically the Pacific Northwest. That's where I haven't been. You haven't been to Oregon? Nope. Some of those middle states are a tough sell. You really have to have a reason to go. Yeah, unless you're I mean, driving cross-country. Yeah, I've been to Oklahoma. Um, and yeah. I, I just, yeah. Lots of fried chicken down there and oil and dairy. Oil and uh, I was in Kansas City for a couple of weeks, and I went to the Missouri side of. Uh, I'm sorry, I was. Well, I was at Leavenworth um, for uh, a course Who? I was taking. Who? What? Leaven like leaven bread? Uh, Leavenworth. Is that like your bread? And. Uh, been to Colorado, I know that. I've been to Colorado, yeah. Uh, so Iowa. Here's the here's the 13 states Michael has not been to: Alaska, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Utah, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa, and one more you have not been to. It's in the Midwest, all the way in the north. Montana. Did you say Minnesota? Washington. Did you say Minnesota? Maybe you did. No, I did not. Minnesota. Yeah, I haven't been in Minnesota before. Minnesota. Minnesota. That's pretty good. That's a lot of states. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've only. Been not that there. our audience really gives much of a shit, but that no, they was... care. It's interesting. <laughs> no, people like to know that stuff. I have. I have an uncle who's trying to do all fifty states. I think there's two more he hasn't been to, and it's. Uh, I think it's Nebraska and. Um, 
Yeah, I tried to get to Nebraska when I was actually when I was in Kansas. It was a four-hour drive to Omaha, but I didn't do it. Uh, I said I'll save that one, and I didn't have time to visit Wyoming when I was in Colorado. Wyoming's beautiful. I know. I want to buy a ranch there. Jackson Hole. Yeah, you can get a ranch next to Kanye. He's got a ranch there. I didn't yeah, know. He just bought some fourteen million dollar ranch. Wow. He needs that. Yeah, no, he's um, he wants to raise the kids, right? Yeah, he's not crazy. Live off the land. Tweet us at the underscore podcastle. What else is going on? What's popping? We covered popping? six nine Top Gun, and uh, uh, so the vote is is underway. Uh, what do you think? Is 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 it going to the Senate and getting squashed? There is uh, some it's miracle going to happen. I think so too. It's going to get squashed there. There's not a. There's not an oily, oily dealing chance <laughs> in, 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 in Turkey that, that's not going to get squashed. In the Senate, uh, when does this take place? Friday? I believe so, yeah. So right now, they have to meet a budget. Yes. Friday. The budget needs to be signed or is scheduled to be signed Friday. We have that's a lot of leverage. Shutdown. The biggest government shutdown was when? It was the last one. That was when, uh, what was that? Two months? I think it went for 50 days, I want. But is that, that's a good question. I don't know. But there's always a government shutdown um, with every administration, pretty much. Um, but I but there's a lot of leverage room to be used with signing the budget. Um, and the impeachment process doesn't really necessarily help that. So I do think it's going to get squashed. Right now, the government, the, the government is uh, on edge. Government employees, federal workers. Um, yeah, you got to get paid. And probably in military who were stationed, Connors, who uh, you know aren't in dire need of being on duty on Christmas Eve. But historically speaking, yeah, uh, interesting fact I read. On Christmas Eve, if Christmas Eve, I'm sorry, if Christmas Day falls on either a Tuesday or Thursday or. Uh, They'll give the Christmas Eve off to make a four-day weekend. And historically speaking, any time Christmas has been on a Wednesday, it's fallen on a Wednesday, that means Christmas Eve is Tuesday. Most presidents don't give federal employees that day off. Because it's midweek. Supposedly, um, word on the street in Washington is Ooh, that Trump giving federal employees uh, Tuesday off. Good. They deserve it, right? So I thought to myself when I, when I was hearing that story, yeah. I said, well, you know, that is a good ploy to appease your constituents in such a time where you oh, hell really yeah. want to make people happy. Oh, hell yeah. It's cool. it's like when you lower the gas prices during an right. election year. They're looking forward to a budget being passed, which the president is trying to do, because I know he's trying to... He, he's pretty much got the military Certainly. pay raise locked in. You know, again, they just got to pass the budget, which he's trying diligently to do. Um, while the right. Democrats are obsessed with the same thing they've been obsessed over for the past three years. And that's turkey sandwiches and free olive oil for every American and, and, and education. They'll just have to pay a little more for a hamburger. A hamburger for dollars an hour. In the bottom end with the coupon, it comes out about even down at the social services center. The fixed budget, I like to get the coupons and the circulars. Um I I think the, the 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 budget looks good. I did look through it uh, thoroughly during my briefing at the White House this morning. Um, but the the military pay raise is already locked in. That's good. That's important. Um, I do think and it will. It's it's nothing's passed yet. They they haven't no. passed. But they're trying to get uh, the federal workers. I think like a two point six raise, which is pretty good because. Uh, earlier this year, the the twenty twenty budget looked very. Uh, Bleak, I guess is the word. It didn't look like it was even going to be happening. It was, uh, it was, oh, just, it, it was so, it was such a bend over and take it up the ass sort of budget plan that they had, where there was going to be no raise. They were going to have a pay freeze, and 
he was trying to get everybody to quit their jobs, it looked like, in the, in the government and, and going to the private sector until uh, he had a change of heart, came around, said, you know what, let's make them more money. Let, let's make the private industry and the government uh, as close to, to yeah, or as we can. Uh, but yeah, he wanted to take away sick leave, I think. And um, he, survival he wanted, of the fittest. He wanted to make retirement just really shitty for all the workers. Uh, yeah. So he did a complete 180 earlier. Uh, I'd say earlier in the fall, looked like he wanted to give everybody in the feds a raise, not freeze their money, and um, keep things moving forward. And now we're. It looks like if you're an, a federal employee, don't quote me, but you just might get Christmas Eve off. You heard it here first on the podcast. I also think there should be a, a mandate on sick leave and sick uh, sick pay. If you don't use it, you, you'll lose it uh, with vacation time. I think with sick time, if you don't use it, you should get it back. I myself never take a sick day. I think I've taken two my entire life. Um I would like some of that money, and I think anybody that can pass that would get my vote. Because really, what is it? It's just basically saying uh, we have this many days to quit. It's basically a way to keep lazy people in line. Yeah, nobody's for, really sick for, that much. For gov- right, for government workers, uh, they're entitled to four hours every pay period towards six uh, towards sick leave, and um, I think it's mostly the same for municipal employee, you know, state employees also. But uh, oh yeah. They get four hours, and that's on top of whatever they earn in their annual leave, so that if they're sick, they don't have to use their annual leave. Well, what Trump wanted to do initially was get rid of sick, and annual and sick was supposed to be the same thing. So if you were sick, there goes your vacation. You know, you're going to have to dip into that. Yeah, that sucks. But, but I guess uh, they got to keep people in line from... But you can get your money back after you retire if you've got like 400 hours of sick leave on the books because you just never used it. They'll just sell them back to you. Uh, and that's pretty much across the board, I think, for state and, and local governments. Is that a good system, you think? Well, it's a great system. I mean, it's yeah. one of the perks. It works. It's one of the perks of having a government job. You know, in the private sector, Oh yeah. if uh, if there's a some type of salary shutdown in the private sector, you know, you're not going to get back paid. Not that that really happens. Um, no, you just it, get fired and laid off. Right. It sucked for all the employees who had to work last year and yeah, I wanted to ask about weren't that. compensated, but they got back paid and they didn't have to use their leave. They basically got three days off. So so when you when the government shutdown happened for let's just say fifty days, that back pay came in once the wheels started moving again in What's like the, the next pay period. Get, yeah. It's pretty good. What kind of leniency do people give with uh federal employees um when the the money's not coming in, do a lot of um, do a lot of folks, companies, things like that understand? Like, okay, you're good for it. We're just gonna hold off. You know, if you owe money, yeah, you might get, right. You might get a deferred payment, which I think a lot of creditors did. For uh, yeah, they for should. Employees. Yeah, it's kind of like when a when a uh, natural disaster hits a certain part of the country. Right. A lot of companies, you know, people understand, like, okay, your house, you're lost, you're out of power, like, we'll give you some leniency. Unless you're, like, Slack. some foreign bank, like HSBC or something, and they're like, fuck you, pay me. Right. When, when oh, I, your when house I, burned down? Fuck you, pay me. Oh, you got struck by lightning? Uh, well, I totaled my Nissan 350Z when, when a drunk driver hit me and it was smashed. Uh, I was waiting on, like, the insurance to, to pay it out. And I still got a call from HSBC like every day. They're like, you still owe money. I was like, ah, my car's in a million pieces in a, in a junkyard. Like, I'm not paying for anything, the insurance. They're like, but until insurance kicks in, you must make payments. I was like, okay, you're reading from a script. I right. That's your policy. <laughs> but like, like as, as from, a ma- from a man to a man, like, you, you know I'm not giving you money for this. I hate dealing with tele. Oh. Uh, we're not telemarketers. Telecustomer service people nobody who works. read from the script. You know that they're doing it after they take a beat. Whatever you say, you hear, they hear that little pause, silence, dead dead air space oh, for yeah. two seconds. And then, yes, sir. We I understand. <laughs> Always yes, sir, too. It's, uh, hey, you just told me to do something, and the computer blew up. 
I just feel really injured myself. What do I do? Take yes, sir. Beat. Yes, sir. I understand. I thank you. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Here at HSBC, we understand that your situation is very yes, important sir. to you. You know what you can do to fuck with those people? This is a good little tip for your listeners. If you have some time, if you're like it's a day off or you're bored and you're dealing with one of these people, they always have to ask you, is there anything else I can help you with? Yeah. Anytime you do that, just ask a mundane question to get them to talk and keep them on the line. You can watch a movie when you're doing it. You can play a video game. But when they go, is there anything else? You can say, yeah, um, can you tell me how much I paid so far this year? They'll have to look it up. You can basically keep stringing them along for hours until they're like, is there anything else I can help you with? Yes, because they're not allowed. Right. To end the call until the customer is either satisfied or they hang up. Right. They can't just hang up on somebody. If you got That's some right. time, yeah, just fuck with. I, I, I just can't stand. Yes, sir. And what I have, to, I say to them, sometimes. All right, all right, stop, stop. Put the script down. I've said it so many times. Have you really? Good. So many. Put the script down. Let's just talk. It's just yeah. Let's just talk mano to mano. Let's yeah. figure it out. They have it to is hit, funny. They have to look for keywords for something I said, you know, in the big three thousand page manual. So they got to control F it to uh, to oh, look, yeah. <laughs> look up my situation. And then yeah. th that's part of the beat that they take. And then you hear the typing. Yeah, control F. Thank you, sir. And when they're when they're doing more serves, you know, they're they're still like reading up what to say next. Thank you, sir. Uh, yes, sir. So what you want to do is, yeah, no, 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 it's not working. And we all know the creditors out there who, uh, if they're calling you, they call you from some bogus line. And oh, then yeah. again, Modesto, it, California. Right. Uh, but really, it's somewhere in New Delhi. And they call up and they're going, oh, yeah. Yes. Is this Mr. Matthew Clark? Uh, yes. Who is this? Hello, my name is, and it's some bullshit Steve. name. <laughs> right. It's some, my name is Steve. Am I speaking with Mr. Clark? Who is this? Yes, I am calling Mr. Clark <laughs> on a personal matter for his personal business. Yes, I, I heard you the first three yeah. times. Uh, who are you? <laughs> who are you? Uh, who is this? The person you, you, you called <laughs> is who this is. The person you called. They're always dancing around it. You a know. personal do you have an Okay. Do you have an account with DirecTV? Always an account. I love the, uh, I mean, I, I say love facetiously. They're the worst. But when you get the call, for some reason, AT&T always calls. And they're like, hey, uh, I'm calling to let you know about new deals we have. If you like to switch over yeah. to this. And I don't understand that business model. Like, already calling customers. I'm saying if you have AT&T or because right. when I had them, I got these all the time, always calling customers to try to get them like a better deal and sell them. It's like, but I'm already a customer. You should right. just be throwing in hidden fees and right. raping me and not like calling me. It's a yeah. weird. I got a call today from Allstate. Uh, and, you know, I appreciate it because they, they were trying to give me a better deal. It's really uh, fantastic. They found out that I had USAA. You know, the the girl obviously realized yeah, she was going to have a tough time competing with that. And really, they didn't meet or beat the deal that I had because they pretty much they're all the same. You know, it was the the quote that she presented to me was comparable to what I already had. And I said, look, you know, I appreciate you calling. If you could save me money, it's unlikely I'm going to leave USAA. But hey, yeah, I appreciated it. Right. Yeah, and it makes sense when when she situation. knew that. Yeah, <laughs> she she knew she wasn't going to be USAA. No, they're they're great by the way. Jen uses them because her father was in the military and I guess the insurance or something. Yeah. She got some loan through them. But they're really good to work with. They, yeah. I, <clears throat> the the uh, the commercials for them are great. The marketing yeah, my is buddy's, great. My buddy's brother's been in two of them, I think, so far. It's great. They're great. They're everywhere, and they're like they're good commercials. And yeah, you feel proud to be an American. Yeah, it's uh, my buddy's twin brother is uh, he's in one of them where you know he's got his family and he's standing next to his car, and then there's another one where I think General Mattis is talking, and I don't even know if that was USAA, but anyway, it was it was yeah, 
it was Mad Dog Mattis, and then it's just a close up of oh, my yeah. buddy's brother. I'm like, man, he's cleaning up on these commercials. Yeah, they they pay well. I mean, the the one commercial I keep seeing is where there's like a little, it's like an Afghani kid driving in a car or something, and all of a sudden a drone comes down and blows him up, and they're like, <laughs> USAA, get back to America. And then there's like a Dodgers game, and everyone's smiling. Like it's amazing. It just makes you feel so warm. <laughs> what? That's Thanks for the hope. The question that the world has is the best blogger on WordPress has been dormant for some time. Yeah. What are you going to feed the fans for with me another to sit article? Down and, and, you know, I haven't driven a car that's worth really writing about, I guess. Oh. Um, I wonder if there's any hits. You know, if I got some feedback from people, I'd probably be motivated to get back on there, but All right. I don't it's... get it. Have you seen Ford versus uh, Ferrari? I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it was really good. I haven't either. I heard it was good. Yeah. I heard that'd be a that'd be a good one. Uh, what's on the docket for this weekend? Are you going to be uh, traveling? Pack for next week. Houston. Yeah, Houston it's pack. been a solid show tonight. Do you want to you want to put tonight in the W column? It's a W. We don't uh, we don't need to delve into any more oily dealings tonight. You don't want to get who? You don't get any oily dicks. Who? Tweet us at the underscore podcast. Well, that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, please check us out on Spotify, Roku, Podbean, and iTunes. For Michael Biscardi and Matthew Clark, signing off. Good night, everybody.